Are you a small business owner or someone who has a real interest in building your own brand? Then deep dive into the UP Consulting Group's Business Building Bootcamp, the annual convention and training camp for entrepreneurial spirits. Join us this March 5 and 6 to discover how you can unlock your business potential. Everything is now shifting into the digital space, with so many things now demanding a wide variety of a digital skill set. It is not enough to just learn the basics. Coming this June 7, 2021, DWAP premieres FOMO, the algorithm of digital marketing communication. Hop in as we venture the art of digital opportunities and different online marketing strategies with Ms. Justin Malabanan, a senior brand manager of Procter & Gamble, and Ms. Frances Cruz, a social media strategist. Don't miss out on the fun while learning about digital marketing communication. For more information, visit us at facebook.com slash diwa.blm. Based on the Youngblood column of the Philippine Daily Inquirer, this is the Youngblood Podcast, stories written by the Filipino youth that inform empower and inspire Mary Joyce is currently a 21 year old writing major of UP Los Baños she loves listening to podcasts eating rice and drawing on her friend's arms today she joins me with young blood to share with us her experience on coping up with the loss of a loved one and how she realized that she really is her father's daughter say I look almost nothing like my mother, but everything like my father. When I came out of the womb, the first thing family friends noticed was how my eyes resembled the puppies. Papa was known to have eyes similar to that of a dog. My nose, jaw, and even my stubby toes were like his. They would always liken the daughter to the father, but I preferred to think I was nothing like him. For one, he was left-handed. Since birth, I have only seen my father write using his left hand. Whether he was ambidextrous all his life, he had to give up writing the way he was used to during an accident at the Philippine Daily Inquirer office before I was born. A diligent worker at the factory, he had no idea he was going to lose a small part of him one day in that very place. All because of his friend's carelessness, Papa lost most of his right index finger. As a child, I was fascinated by the absence of the upper portion of his finger. I would ask him a lot of questions. How did the accident happen? What was the machine that chopped it off like? Can he fold it? Will a nail still grow? I can only remember the laugh that would escape his lips preceding the answers I have long forgotten. After his work at the Inquirer, Papa became a jeepney operator. He fared better than everyone thought he would at his new job. It gave me a sense of pride that my father was the boss at his work even if the combination of his and my mother's salaries was meager. He was good at handling jeepneys, but not so much at driving them. He would never admit it, but I know driving made him anxious.
I rejected the thought of being like my father. He had the worst fashion sense. No matter the weather, he would wear shirts with sleeves torn haphazardly and khaki shorts that looked too small for his belly, yet too big for his legs. His toes always rested on the thick insoles of his blue eyeliner slippers. I have never seen him use an umbrella or wear anything reaching past his knees. Whenever it rained, he would take a sandal bag, often red, and slip it over his head before going out. The stares and jeers never bothered him. I hated how easily people earned his trust. In return, they gave him violence disguised as companionship, scams disguised as harmless loans, threats disguised as innocent smiles, and that disguised as promises for a better future. At the end of the day, a few bottles of Tanduay or Ginebra San Miguel were enough compensation in his book. A few days after my 14th birthday, Papa died. I cried when my mother woke me in the middle of the night to tell me that he was already dead, but I went to school and laughed with my friends later in the day. After his funeral, I did not shed a single tear for him for the rest of the year. Some of my closest friends only found out about his death through our homeroom teacher. Some expressed their awe at how good I was in managing grief. I believed what they said about my handling of Papa's death, but when a classmate made a dirty joke during the Angelus in class on an otherwise forgetful day two years later, I was reduced to tears. It was not the offense I took from the joke that broke me. in front of people over tragic movies and my friends' breakups, but I stayed silent and dry-eyed for my father. Like how he adjusted to losing a small part of his body, I tried to adjust to losing a much bigger part of my life. I mastered the nonchalant act of reciting various illnesses in response to people's inquiries about his death. Cardiac arrest, heart attack, and a vague answer to match the complexity of the cause, namely, heart disease. I insisted to people who knew him as a drunkard that it was not his vices that killed him, but in the back of my mind lingered the thought of blaming the alcohol and the daily cigarette smoking that led to his demise. It was never grief that I became a master of. It was lying. It took years, but during college I finally learned how to look out for myself. I feigned independence, but in reality, I was heavily depending on the memory of my father. I relied on the very traits I hated him for having when I was growing up. His lack of care for the comments on his looks translated into my assertion for the choices I made for myself. His openness to people was something I mimicked through my inclination for taking care of others. While his anxiety over his skills was among the weaker parts of him, it was a weakness I would grow fond of if only at the time too late. Another thing I have only lately realized was that Papa was not strong and coping with his finger accident. He was merely adjusting to a circumstance out of his control, to a part of him that would never return. And this is a lesson I am still in the process of learning. In my mastery of lying and rejection, I have refused him the mourning he deserved. 
and the day I let myself cry for him in front of the same people that have looked up to me in the past for doing otherwise will be the day I can proudly proclaim that, yes, anak nga talaga ako ng tatay ko. Mary Joy's essay was first published on February 4, 2021. Today, she joins me with Youngblood to talk about how she coped up with the loss of her father and how she realized that she shares a lot in common with her father. Welcome to another episode of the Youngblood Podcast. And for today, category is Floral Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> Boho, hindi po namin, yes, hindi po namin to sinasadya. <laughs> ah. Nagano lang kami, bigla kaming nag-haul sa wardrobe namin. Ito yung binigay ng wardrobe sa amin. So, <laughs> telepathy. Yes. Telepathy, yes. And with me here today is Mary Joy or MJ Bernal, the author of Anak Katalaga ng Tatay Mo. Hi, MJ. Hi. Hi, Joshua. Ayan, welcome to the podcast. So, before anything else, gusto ko lang matanong, ano nag-inspire sa'yo na maging floral today? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, isa ito sa mga, ano, like, super guest-guest na siyang saot ko. Like, I always wear this. I know, I, I just like this shirt. It's the only reason, really. <laughs> Yun lang nakuha mo. Tsaka, well, it's cute. I wanna wear this today. <laughs> That's a good reason naman enough eh. Even this. Kakasukot lang pa rin the other day. So yeah. Kahit di na medyo snug na siya. Chill lang. <laughs> Anyways, aside from that question, gusto ko lang matanong, since sabi mo, medyo gasgas na yan, it's one of your favorite shirts. Aside from that shirt or mga floral button-down shirts, ano pa ba yung mga pieces of fashion accessories, shirts, or shorts na talagang masasabi mo MJ Bernal ang tatak? Mm, well, aside from this, obviously, yung, I would say my piercings, especially my lip piercings, this has been on my lip for a year already, no March. It turned wow. on this March. And <laughs> I think what it can say about my personality is that I'm very impulsive. But of course, aside from being impulsive, I always ask permission from my mother before deciding on something drastic. So yes, fortunately, she said yes. And then, another one. I don't have it today, but I have this watch. It's a silver watch that my father gave me. I think I was in junior high school when he gave me that. And I only get to change the batteries every other year, but... Other than that, it's good as new. So, that's why I like it. It's very practical. I don't go out without it. <laughs> I feel naked without that accessory. So, right now, I kind of feel naked like eh. wear it. Yeah. So, those are the pieces of fashion accessories. Pareho tayo relo people. <laughs> Di ba pag wala yung relo, feeling mo nakahubad ka? Like, yes. May kulang. Parang may kulang. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Second skin. Yeah. Feeling ko ang daming naging jealous sa piercings mo. Ang daming nagselos ngayon. <laughs> sa lahat naman nakikinig at nanonood ngayon, nakikita nyo si MJ o naririnig nyo, eto na yung sign. Magpa-piercing na rin kayo. Pero magpaalam. <laughs> yes, definitely. Get permission from your parents or guardians if you still want mm-hmm. a house to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> Kung gusto nyo pa na mauuwian, magpaalam kayo. Huwag yung bigla na lang kayo uwi ng may 
something sa bibig. No, 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 no. Ask permission first, of Kama. course. <laughs> Unless, of course, may sarili kang bahay. Hello? Sana all. Yes. <laughs> That's your decision. Agree. Now, speaking of your father, you used your essay to talk about your father and your experiences. And, of course, talagang nag-revolve siya within that one statement, anak ka talaga ng tatay mo. So, Let's now ask the number one question para sa lahat ng ating episodes. Ano ba talaga ang nag-inspire sa'yo para isulat ang essay na ito? And isensya sa Young Blood column? Well, what inspired me was first and foremost the deadline because I wrote this for a subject and that subject is entitled Science and Technology in Literature. And the prompt was writing something on the topic of disease. And when we think about disease, we usually connect it to the experience of death. And saan pa ba ako hahanap ng experience ng death other than from my own family? So that's how my father became the topic of my essay. And other than that, the title really motivated me to write it because I wanted to come up with something witty and familiar and Anak ka talaga ng tatay mo, or you really are your father's child, is something that almost all Filipino mothers would tell us when we do something that they disapprove of. So I thought of a way to turn that statement around and make it more serious, I guess. As with publishing, our professor for that subject, Sir Dennis, hi Sir Dennis, he encouraged us to publish our work somewhere. Not necessarily on Young Blood, but why Young Blood became my choice is because I've been so familiar with it for so long. My Ninang, when she was still living here, she's now in Canada. She has at least three Young Blood collections on her bookshelf. And that memory was very vivid to me because when I think about essays and personal essays, I only see them being done in school. So to have them, you know, on a book, that was really life-changing. It changed my mindset about essays in general. So that stuck with me until I grew up. So that's why Young Blood became really the platform for me to publish this. And I'm thankful that Young Blood published me. Yes, it's definitely not a mistake. Because aside from being published ngayon, na feature ka sa episode sa podcast. <laughs> oh God, Young Blood Podcast. Young Blood Podcast. <laughs> Say thank you din sa column. Kasi kung di naman galing sa column, di namin malalaman. <laughs> You about sa essay mo in reality. <laughs> now, might I just ask, you stated sa essay mo na madaming taong nag-look up sa'yo, tiningala ka, in other words, you know, for being a good example in coping up with grief. A lot of people find that hard to do. Now, ano yung na-feel mo nun? Nung nakita mo yung mga taong, uy, ang galing mo mag-ano, like, how do you do that? Well, they never really directly told it to me. Like, sometimes, I would feel it through their actions, especially with my friends. Kasi, when we would talk about deaths and fathers, ganun, they would visibly tense when I'm in a conversation. And they would just relax when I, you know, make a joke out of it, when I basically lighten up the mood. It didn't really bother me because if I were in their shoes, I would also feel uncomfortable because I was not yet experienced with grief. So, no, I'm not flattered, but at the same time, I'm not so bothered by it. And I'm actually thankful sa part na they don't have to experience this just yet. At such a young age, I was 14. So that was like seven years ago. But, you know, sometimes 
when you feel really down because of grief, you would wish that people would understand you, talk to you about it. But me being the evasive human being that I am, I don't really like talking about it as much. That's why I wrote about it. But, you know, because of this podcast, we are talking about it. But that also feels nice for me. Because I get to let other people know a side of grief that exists. And that's my side, like how I cope with it. I see. Now, ngayon ba? How many years have passed na rin? Are you comfortable talking about it na ba? When I feel a need to talk about it or urgency, of course, I'm willing to talk about it. But kung pwede namang hindi, you know, I prefer not Wag talking na about it because I'm really bad at expressing my emotions most of the time. It's still hard to talk about it. Ayun, yun siguro yung bottom line ko. <laughs> That's why you used writing. Para malabas mo yung grief mo, yes. di ba? Now, how was that experience ba? Ano ba yung nafe-feel mo while you were writing this, while you were encoding this essay? What did that actually feel like? Cathartic? Oh, but it felt like I was really purging my emotions, some of which I was even bottling up over the years. Because I was writing for an audience. Like, first and foremost, my classmates, my professor... But I never really thought about publishing it while I was writing it. So when I was writing, I was just purely emotional. And when I published it, that's when I kind of felt the burden to talk about it when people would ask me to. I see. Looking back at it now, while reading your essay, may mga bagay ka bang gustong idagdag sa essay na yun? Or may mga bagay ka bang gustong alisin? Because a lot of authors, when they read their essays na matagal na nilang ginawa, they would usually say, can I not read it? Kasi nakikringe ako. Or like, <laughs> I don't want to read it kasi ang bata ko pa noon. Something like that. So, ikaw ba? Is there something you would change on your essay? Well, when I read it again, and people were praising me like, oh, this is uh, nice writing. But when I read it, I was like, is this really? <laughs> no, because we are our worst critiques nga. But if I were to change it, I wouldn't remove anything. I would just maybe add some sentences that would lighten up the mood. I would add maybe my father's quirks. You know, all the things that he does that I don't really get but adds to his charm. So that people would actually know that my father is a charming person. He's quite funny too. Like a more vivid description of what your father was when he was alive. Right? Yeah, like that. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned that your father actually worked at a publishing company and na-sever yung kamay niya. So, medyo na-confuse ako nun kung anong itsura. So, like, ano ba talagang itsura niya sa kamay? Because, <laughs> so, like youtube ngayon, hello. <laughs> like this. Pero, like, lagpas dito ng onte. Like, when you fold it, mas mahaba lang dyan ng onte. Like, the, ex- the exact middle of his finger. Index finger. Right. Oh, I so like hindi finalo right. yung separation niya na naka-curve, like may sobra. Yeah. Oh, di ba? Parang ano lang, may pasobra dahil special ka. <laughs> I don't want to say the brand. <laughs> That's a tagline. Have you been waiting for the opportunity to say? <laughs> <laughs> di ba? Pero, pinanganak ka na ba na ganun na na yung kamay ng tatay mo? Or may malay ka na no, when the accident happened? It happened before I was born. Pero he still oh. worked at the Inquirer a few years after I was born. Oh, I see. So, bali, pag nagkakwento si Papa mo, ano yung agad-agad na iisip mo pag nakikita mo yung finger na yon, Yung severed finger. 
Wala naman, really. But when I was younger, syempre, kapag may ibang tao na first time nila makita yon dahil bata ako nun, yung emotions mo nun talagang, hindi mo na pinag-iisipan eh, so may times na nahihiya ako. Pero when I grew up, it was almost like I was boasting about it. Like, my father has gone through this, pero kinaya niya, and kinaya niya magsulat using his left hand after the accident. So, it's amazing. And your father ba is left-handed or right-handed? This one, I'm not really sure about. Different sources eh. Sabi nung nanay ko, right-handed talaga yung papa ko. Tapos may iba nagsasabi na ambidextrous siya. So, whichever it is, he had to give up writing talaga the way that he was accustomed to. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Now, since nagtrabaho siya sa isang publishing company, would you say ba na it affected you to actually have a like into writing as well. Like, nakita mo nagtatrabaho siya sa Inquirer or sa Jario. Sa tingin mo ba, that influenced you to get into literature, into writing? Hmm, this is difficult. Pero not really, kasi I wasn't really thinking of writing for publishing in a newspaper when I was younger. But when I discovered the Young Blood books of my Ninang, that's when it changed. Like, that's when my perception of essays changed and in college, that's when I really began to appreciate writing personal essays. So, other than that, I'm really more into fiction writing. And what played a big part in shaping my love for it was also my Ninang's books. Because she has a lot of books. She has Harry Potter, books for adults like Paolo Coelho. So, those variety of books gave me a lot of choices of what stories to write about when I get into writing. I see. Siguro kung magsusulat ka ngayon ng title ng story ng buhay mo so far, siguro at this point pa lang naman, ano yung magiging possible title ng book ngayon? Oh my God. This, I think this is the hardest question so far because giving my stories a title is always the last step for me in writing. So I think it's it would be days. Oh my God. Ang hirap talaga. Maybe I would just oh my gosh. use a line that my mom would always tell me. Hindi mo tayo nagtatain ng pera. <laughs> something like that. Definitely not something serious. I don't like serious titles for essays. <laughs> for some reason. Same. And this essay actually speaks for it. Anak ka talaga ng tatay mo. That's not a very serious title. But when you get into it, <laughs> it's actually very, you know, nakakapukaw ng isipan. Aside from people telling you na anak ka talaga ng tatay mo, ano pa ba yung ibang naririnig mo that actually reminds you of another family member? Have people told you na, oh, you have your mother's arms, oh, pareho kayong height ni mami mo? Aside from key father mo kasi, did other people think that you resemble other family members? I'm an only child, so it's only just my mom and my dad. And yung pagdating sa mama ko, they don't really point out any physical features that would liken me to her. Pero it's more of the behavior and what we like. For example, I love cooking. And my mother's friends, they noticed that ang sipag ko daw magluto ng snacks ganun. And yung nanay ko naman, aside from the nature of her job, masipag siyang magluto ng mga ulam. And ina-efforta niya talaga. And that's something that I got from her. And the first thing that people would probably notice were similar in. Mahilig ka magluto, pero mahilig ka mag <laughs> Of course! <laughs> Hindi halata, kasi ano, I don't gain weight. And it sometimes becomes a problem for me, really. 
Pero, kung yung cooking, nakuha ko sa nanay ko. Yung eating naman sa tatay ko. But, the funny thing is, when I was younger, sobrang ano ko, patpating ko nung bata ako, pero, pag sabay kami kumakain, sabi niya, uy, Marie-Joyce, akin na nga yung ano mo, bawasan mo yung kanin mo, ako na lang kakain. My mama and my papa would get into a fight during lunch or during dinner kasi sabihin ng nanay ko, ang pet-pet nga ng anak mo, maawa ka nga dyan, ikaw ang laki-laki ng chan mo, tama niya kinakain mo. So, ayun. Fond <laughs> memories of eating. As, as a child, okay lang naman malakas kumain. In fact, other people say, okay na yan, huwag mo nang ano yung anak mo na malakas kumain. Tatanda rin yan. Pero true, that's something we get a lot from, you know, our fathers, mga tito na malakas kumain. Tapos pag may mm-hmm. budol fight, talagang, talaga. <laughs> talaga Para sa kanila na yan, yung pagkain business natin. <laughs> Truths. Ano ba yung ano bonding moment nyo ng tatay mo? Like, aside from eating? Well, The thing is, hindi talaga kami nakakapag-bond ng gaano noon. Pero, eating talaga eh. So, always around eating. Sometimes, kapag kukuha kami ng card sa school, bonding namin yung paglalakad mula school hanggang bahay. And it's quite far. So, ayun pa, isa pang trip na nakuha ko sa tatay ko, mahilig ako maglakad. So, habang lalakad kami, kumakain ako ng ice cream na binili niya for me. And, yun na yung uh-huh. ano namin, bonding namin. That is cute. Alimbawa ngayon, if you were to serve a dish, like right now, nag-uusap tayo, like nagluluto ka, di ba? Ano yung ipapatikin mo sa akin na dish made by MJ Bernal? <laughs> well, bear na santo ngayon, pero fried rice with meat. Maybe parang chow fan, ganun. Ako fan talaga ako of practicality. And fried rice is a very practical choice kasi ang dami mong pwedeng ilagay sa kanya na sahog. Super There's true. egg, pwedeng meat. What else? Carrot, etc. And I make good fried rice, so... Kumayag din ako sa fried rice. That's what, nung kung bakit ang hirap magpapayat. Masarap ang sinangag. Yes. I love rice talaga. Grabe. Although exercise yung pag-prepare sa kanya, di ba? Kasi, ang hirap mag-mix ng... Ang hirap mag-prito ng rice, lalo na kapag, ano, kulang yung oil. Ang hirap, ano... Mm-hmm. dumidikit na mga ano tapos 2 minutes mo lang kakainin 1 minute oh ubos na guys <laughs> preparation almost an hour nakaka-exercise <laughs> yung pag-prepare pero sulit naman it's worth the every pagod <laughs> tsaka fried rice is very practical lalo na kung may tira kang rice like from last yes. night kinakumagahan tinatamad ka magsaing fried rice ka na lang Sabayan mo ng hotdog tsaka egg. Boom! Complete meal. Mm, wala pang mm. masasayang. Agree. <laughs> Now, you have been through this experience already and other people have been through it too. But, yung other people, they are still finding their ways, they're still finding their peace on how to deal with the concept of separation and how to deal with the concept of death in their own terms. Ano yung advice na mabibigay mo sa kanila on how to deal with grief and permanent separation? Listen to podcasts. Joke. <laughs> Thank you sa pag-plug. <laughs> Makinig kayo. Pero ano, well, at first, definitely take your time and wait until you have a clear mindset. Don't do anything rash. And as time goes by, that's when you can actually talk about it or listen to other people talk about it. And Although joke yung una ko advice on listen to podcast. Lately, it's been it's, it's been therapeutic for me really. Yes, hearing other people talk about grief, 
there are so many podcasts out there that deal with the topic of grief and separation. And it really helped me like rethink how I face grief. And right now, although I'm still bad at expressing my emotions, talking about them, listening to these podcasts really helped me a lot in learning how to approach it in conversations. So yes, in advice ko, I guess. <laughs> Talagang, it's important to find it on your own terms, pero important na makarinig ka ng experiences, testimonies mula sa other people. Kasi they've been through that. And malay mo makatulong, mm-hmm, diba? Of course. Pero, in your part ba, ano yung pinakamahirap na part of the process of dealing with the grief? Parang lahat. Charo. Lahat. <laughs> Pero, of course, it's hearing the news that my father died and then suddenly it came crashing down on me na hindi na siya part ng future ko. Another really difficult part among these many, many years, seven years really, is yung kalagitnaan nun. Kasi, hindi agad bumagsak sa akin ng tuloy-tuloy yung grief, if that makes sense. Like, nung, I guess, senior high school na ako, doon lang ako talagang nakaramdam ng some sort of crisis na wala talaga akong tatay, tapos hindi ko alam kung paano ako gagraduate nito nang hindi niya malalaman, and then proud ba siya sa akin? Yung mga questions, they made me really sad, and I fell into a deep, bit of, well, sadness, ganun. And also anger. Parang sobrang daming emotions na dumating sa akin on all at once. Doong kalagitnaan nung seven years na to. I agree with that. Actually, when you think of it, at least wala na siyang agony, wala na paghihirap. Pero may isip mo, pero wala na rin siya sa future ko. Hindi na siya magiging witness mm-hmm. sa magiging achievements ko, something like that. Yun yung I agree, mahirap ngayon. And actually, lahat naman ng stages ng grief, mahirap. Yes. Pero, definitely. ano ba dun yung pinaka-least na mahirap? I couldn't say na pinaka-easy part, kasi it's never easy. Siguro yung pinaka-least, on a scale of 1 to 10, siya yung number 1 pagdating sa difficulty level. Parang wala pa ako sa 1. <laughs> Pero, so far, siguro on a scale of 1 to 10, nasa 6 siya, ganun. And it's really me right now, learning how to approach this topic. Although it's still really difficult for me, siguro tomorrow I'd feel worse. Pero, like right now, I can say that I can talk about this and I know how to really approach this. And, dun sa part na ano, na wala siya sa future ko, di malakita achievements ko, one of his dreams for me is actually to graduate from UP. And, what's helping me right now is that hindi ako nalulungkot well, nalulungkot talaga ako actually na hindi niya makitang graduate. Pero on the other side, I'm really happy that I have this motivation to actually study hard and do my best as a student for him. Ano ba yung greatest lesson that your father told you na nagiging part siya ng mantra mo everyday? Hindi part ng, ano eh, ng love language namin yung words of affirmation. So, wala talaga kaming ganyang mga pag-uusap. He would just always tell me to study hard. Pero, I wouldn't say the lesson niya yun kasi sinabi niya sa akin. Pero, pinaramdam niya sa akin to do my best, really, with whatever I do. And, he's the kind of person kasi na he's always there for his family and friends. Like, equal lang. And, I'm trying to become like that through his example. So, yun yung lesson na nakuha ko from observing him during my childhood. I hope this doesn't get too emotional. <laughs> this is 
medyo second to the last question before this interview actually ends. Pero, sa tingin mo, ano yung probable na sasabihin ngayon ng tatay mo? And I think mas maganda pag, ano, Filipino. Para mas, ano, para mas real. <laughs> um, like right now, at this very moment, yung ini-interview kita. <laughs> well, I have two things in mind, pero mas emotional at itong pangalawa, so dito mo tayo simula. I think he'd tell me na galingan mo. Of course. <laughs> galingan mo. That's definitely what he would say. He always told me that when I was younger, na galingan ko sa studies ko, galingan ko sa mga ginagawa ko sa buhay. So, I feel like he would definitely tell me that. And then second is, in reference to my title, anak ka talaga ng tatay mo. I like to think that he would tell me na anak nga talaga kita. Ayun, I'll leave it at that. I won't give any explanation for that. Ayun. <laughs> I don't think there's any need for an explanation of that because I felt that. <laughs> well, <Aww. laughs> actually, pag sinabihan ka ng dalawa noon, actually yung when you said na anak nga talaga kita, it it can either go two ways. Yung good in the sense na oy, anak nga talaga kita, magaling ka sa math or magaling ka nga something like that. <laughs> or it can go a bad way na anak nga talaga kita. May pagkaano ka rin. <laughs> it can go good, it can go bad. Pero pagdating sa bad, hindi naman ganun ka bad. It's actually something funny. <laughs> Parang joking lang. Kayo na bahala sa interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> bahala kayo na ba? Sa'yo yung sinabi namin. But it's definitely good. I can tell you that. <laughs> And actually, nakakatawang moment. Gusto ko lang to share. Like, I was watching drama sa TV. Like, ayaw ko sabihin yung <laughs> drama sa TV. Tapos si mami biglang nagsabi ng, sana all. Sabi ko, biglang gumano sa ko, anak, nanay nga talaga kita. Hindi <laughs> 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 ako nagda-doubt. Mga natutunan nila sa atin, no? Di ba, gan- mga ganun na moments. Trendy na rin sila. <laughs> Trots, millennial na din sila. <laughs> <laughs> Would you think ba na, alimbawa, may social media ngayon si tatay mo, si father mo, tapos pinikturan ka, tapos pinost. Ano yung sa tingin mo, ano yung magiging caption niya on Facebook? Or like, pag nakita niya yung episode mo on YouTube or on Spotify or on Facebook, tapos sinare niya, ano yung magiging caption niya? Ano siya eh? Siya yung typical parent na, uy, anak ko yan, ganyan-ganyan. So, feeling ko, yun yung ikakaption niya. Anak ko yan, tapos, nalagay siya ng emoji. Ganon, tip-tip lang. <laughs> At least, yun yung caption, hindi yung palike po. <laughs> Actually, no, baka. May caption nga siya, palike po. <laughs> Pa-share na din po. <laughs> Probably. Pero, yan. Cute nun. Anak ko nga yan. Oh, that is so cute. Now, FJ, for my final question sa interview na to, what are you looking forward to in life the most right now? Hmm. On a more personal level, I'm looking forward to going back to campus sa Los Baños. And, kasi may plano kami nung best friends ko doon na mag-apartment. Tapos, aside na yung roles naman, ako yung tagaluto. So, I'm excited to cook for my friends. Ayun. I miss Las Banyas in general. Pero yun yung pinaka look forward to doon. Kasi, you know, it's cooking and it's my friends. Two things that I love the most. Aww. That Tapos, on a more serious note, I'm really looking forward to having Filipinos be treated better. Nang meron ng accountability, ganun. And, you know, for us to rise from this, So, I'm really looking forward to that. Sana mangyari na siya soon. Sana bumaba na yung COVID cases. And oh, yes. may mamangyari ng 
magagandang changes sa buhay natin. But right now, I can only hope sa mga nakikinig ngayon sa episode na to, hopefully, mababa na yung cases. <laughs> Dear future watchers, <laughs> sana mababa na yung cases ngayon. Plus, I'd like to say na I agree with that. Cooking is a love language. Yes. Sabi nila, the stomach is the best way to a person's heart. And I totally agree with that. If you have someone cook for you, treat them well, value them well, appreciate them while you still can. Bihira ang makaharap ng taong magaling magluto para sa'yo. True. Right? I found that person in me. <laughs> And you only cook for the ones you really love. Buhat sariling bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> diba? Mm, yes. <laughs> so, wait. Buhat. Charot. <laughs> Now, MJ, this has been an amazing interview. Thank you so much for making it to today's episode of the Young Blood Podcast. Before I formally end today's episode, do you have anything else to say, ba, sa lahat mga viewers and listeners natin ngayon? Well, for those coping with grief, I'm saying this because wala na akong kilala ngayon na walang kakilalang iba na namatay dahil sa COVID, dahil sa poor response to this pandemic. So, sa lahat na nakikinig, whatever you're going through, I hope that, you know, you take your time in approaching this feeling. Kasi, you won't really have a good way of coping with it. It's just, whatever way you're doing, as long as it's healthy for you, and as long as it's healthy for the loved ones that you still have, that's a correct way of coping, really. You know, take care of yourselves, and I hope that everyone stays safe right now. Sana okay pa ka talaga kayong lahat. Okay pa tayo. Ayun, that's all. And thank you so much for all those people who read my piece and for everyone who stuck with us until the end of this episode. Thank you so much. Super appreciate namin yun. Yes, thank you so much sa lahat na nag-stop till the end of this episode. You know, MJ, since your title is literally a statement, as an ender to this episode, can you say that statement for us? <clears throat> anak pa talaga ng tatay mo. <laughs> <laughs> What's another way of saying that? Um, different personality. Okay, okay, okay. Mm, di- different, okay. ano, different version. Category is, nanay na galit. Game. Anak pa talaga ng tatay mo. <laughs> Category is, ano, konyo. Ah, you know, you really are anak ng tatay mo. <laughs> Sorry, di ako, di kasi ako konyo eh, so I don't know how they really talk. Sorry po sa mga na-offend kong konyo. Sorry for that, ate. Actually, I think that was very accurate, sa totoo lang. In reality, feeling ko accurate yun. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Yes, thank you, MJ, so much for today's episode. We hope to see you thank soon. You so much, Keep ben. safe, everyone. And that is it for another episode of the Young Blood Podcast. See you till next time. Bye-bye! MJ is currently a 21-year-old writing major of UP Los Baños. She loves listening to podcasts, eating rice, and of course, drawing on her friend's arms. Saan aabot ang 50 pesos mo? Every day, students face challenges due to the current remote learning setup. For some, the lack of tools that have become integral to learning became their major roadblock to continuing their education. With this, UP Cell Biological Society launches Panuluyan 2021. Panuluyan 2021. This is an initiative with UP Kaagapay aimed towards being the Kaagapay of more than 5,600 UP students. 
every 50 pesos is more than enough to help a student cope with this online setup. As such, we humbly knock on the kind hearts of the community. Be kaagapay now. For donation details, kindly visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash UPCells. And that's it for today's episode of the Youngblood Podcast. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and check out our other episodes. Feel free to drop in the comment section your suggestions on what we should feature on our next episodes. Follow our official social media accounts on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you guys for listening. I am your host, Joshua Onsai. Till next time. Bye!